0: Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 167 of At Odds with Wrestling. Back on time, it's Joe, and back on the show, it's Adam, everyone.
1: Yay, I'm back, and the same as ever.
0: <laughs>
1: You're just going to just let that lay there, right? No,
0: I wanted to see how, how much of the song you were going to sing.
1: No, I, uh, that was all I wanted to do. I just wanted to do imply that I uh, there's in no way am I improved over the previous version. <laughs> <laughs> no, it, no. Listen,
0: nobody thought that you were on like a spiritual quest of embe- of empowerment and betterment.
1: You know, <laughs> I know. But a lot of people sliding into my DMs saying that there was just too much wrestling talk on last <laughs> week's episode, and they were happy that I was coming back. <laughs> To try, to try to break that up because it was like there was two guys on the show who, like, knew what they were talking about and remembered things and had valid points, and they're like, oh, I would get that off my podcast.
0: Yes, well, thank you very much to Kevin Ford for joining me last, last week. He told me several people contacted him and said that they enjoyed the change of pace in the show of oh. hearing two people who were knowledgeable about professional wrestling have a semi-intelligent discourse about it.
1: Oh well, screw you guys. That's it. I'm whoever sent those messages to Kevin. I'm doubling down on my dumbiness. All right, (laughs) this is it. (laughs) Oh my goodness. So, did you enjoy your week off? Oh yeah, it was just a pleasure cruise. I was just my feet were up the whole time, Joe. Uh, Not a care in the world, but. Yeah, so importing and exporting was not as bad as previous years, thankfully. I mean, after 20 years of publicly shaming people into not shopping in stores, maybe it's starting to like permeate into people's minds. So it slowed down a little bit. But Uh, It still was not pleasant. It was still long hours. I mean, I'm completely disheveled. I haven't shaved like my head in like two weeks. And like, I always think that I'm going to look cool like the Blade or Tommaso Ciampa, but I always end up looking like George Costanza. Uh, So I got to get my shit together. And I think now that we're recording on time, and uh, I'm back on a normal schedule, I can I can get back to normal.
0: And no, no changes, no early recordings for the rest of the month or anything like that, right?
1: We'll talk after we get off the air. Okay, right? all My, right. I, I, I don't think we have to record early. There just might be like a 10 o'clock start somewhere here or there.
0: Yeah, okay. We don't really follow. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so we'll, we'll okay. figure it out. Okay, nothing. right.
1: Nothing where we need to get a guest host. So all those people chomping at the bit can go fuck off.
0: <laughs> I know. I was surprised at that. All these people want to jump into your uh, grave. You're gone one show a year. <laughs>
1: Hey, I can be bought. I said this before. If somebody wants to buy my 47% stake in the show, you know, we can can make something happen, pal.
0: That's between you and someone else for you to go into business with. That'll be great. I dial into you one day (laughs) and somebody else is there, you know?
1: Yeah, I'll just give them my Skype so that you're just none the wiser, you know? Mm -hmm. I wonder what would happen. Like, obviously... I've been trying to angle for to, to get replaced for a long time and just never takes. So I was wondering what would happen if I just sold my stake. If you'd have to honor it, hmm, depends if I cut you in. Maybe I don't know. I, okay, right, cut me in. We'll talk.
0: Um, you sell your stake and replace me. There's a lot of other variables involved with that, but I'm pretty sure I could publicly shame you into coming back. <laughs> Which means somebody would pay you to take your spot, uh, I publicly shame you to come back, you still have the money.
1: Oh, well, that's an opportunity right there. Whoa, that word. <laughs> Alright, I'm liking this even better, we could do this a couple times then.
0: Exactly.
1: But yeah, All right. I'm, I'm happy to be back, Joe, I, I, I did not enjoy watching the wrestling as usual, but I, I, I'm looking forward to recording.
0: Good. Because we're going to kick things off with.
2: And now, At Odds with Wrestling presents This Day in
0: Wrestling History. So this actually was and is still a very Chikara-heavy This Day in Wrestling History.
1: I feel like every This Day in History is (laughs) Chikara-heavy.
0: well no you know i do i i tend to look for your bigger indie names i I like i look for ring of honor shows that happen like in my time frame when i was an active watcher i look at czw results but i just get sad when i do that Mm -hmm. i look at aiw i look at you know like and there's tna stuff that happens but like The TNA stuff, like, I was aware of it, but I really wasn't watching that heavy. You know, a lot of the stuff that I pick for this day in wrestling history, if it's not WWF, it's not WCW, it's not ECW, it's stuff that I watch or have some sort of attachment to. So that's why, like, Chikar and AIW stuff pops up more regularly, right?
1: Yeah, and I I like how you include the link to uh, Jerry's Internet Wrestling Emporium in, in our show email as if I'm going to go and watch these.
0: So that's not for you. That's for when I do the show notes for the episode, just in case I want to throw the link to like, just in case we get into like a big discussion on one of the shows. I'm like, oh, I don't need to go search out the link later after the fact. I already have it ready to go. And one of these you are going to watch as homework in like three assignments from now. So it's like, all right, half of my work is already done for me, you know?
1: Okay, fair enough. Yeah, I just did not know if you were like selling your show notes on Patreon or something like that. No, no, we're not there
0: yet. (laughs) Uh, So this day in wrestling history, 2011, from the ECW arena, was Joshi Mania Night One. Uh, This was a out-of-canon, non-season Chikara event where Quack brought over a bunch of the Joshi wrestlers. Um, You know, obviously the big selling one on this one was Aja Kong taking on Sarah Del Rey. Um, and as enjoyable as a match that probably sounds to most, I'm sure the match that you would rather watch would be, uh, Kaori Yoniyama, Hanako Nakamori, and Tsubasa Kuragaki taking on Los Ice Creams and Archibald
1: Peck. Oh, well, obviously. You know, my two loves combined, Archibald Peck and Japanese wrestling. Yes. The two (laughs) things that you're
0: an expert on.
1: Exactly.
0: Uh, so, also on this day in wrestling history, 2012, Chikara has their eye pay-per-view under the hood from the Trocadero in South Philadelphia, which will be coming up on the homework in a couple of weeks. So, we're not going to dive too much into it, um, but I will say this: uh, even though it's not in the match listing that I that I include with the show notes. Um, in conjunction with the Young Lions Cup defense of Mr. Touchdown taking on ACH, is the crowning of the homecoming queen and king that Mr. Touchdown and Veronica were pushing during uh, the other show that we watched a couple weeks ago.
1: Oh, say no more. Say Say no more, right. (laughs) Again, it's not a match,
0: it's a segment, it's a thing that happens, so, you know, obviously... It's sports
1: Uh, and entertainment.
0: Yes, yes.
1: And then on
0: this day in wrestling history, 2017, was the Chikara event closing time. Um, I was no longer involved in Chikara at this time. And when people like if you remember a couple months ago, there was a discourse online about how people were saying that Chikara stinks. Yeah. (laughs) Sadly, this is the era that a lot of people point to. And it doesn't stink. There's still a lot of good stuff going on here. Um, I don't want to say that it's creatively bankrupt at this point, but I may just have. (laughs) Um, The most important uh, match, I would say, on this uh, is the explosion of NRG as Hype Rockwell takes on Race Jackson, where the stipulation of the match was the loser now has to wear a mask.
1: Oh, I think I know who, who loses that match then.
0: Right, which makes no sense because obviously spinning out of this race, Jackson becomes a Rick the Model Martell-like character. Mm. And Hype Rockwell is just a guy. So it's like, even if he loses the match, it's not like, oh no, I have to wear a mask. It doesn't matter. Like, I'm still going to beat people up. Yeah, but the that the fact that Race Jackson is carrying himself as like a pretty boy and then has to cover his face up—it's like only stakes for him in the match.
1: Yeah, the it should be like the loser of the match gets like actual creative direction and a push apparently. <laughs> oh you <know>? boy!
0: Yeah.
1: <laughs> well, happy Jackson St. Dupont Day to you, Adam. Oh, I I I know what that means. So continue. <laughs>
0: So that is the fake, stupid name that they call blank when he wrestles in Beyond.
1: Oh, okay. You know what? I've heard uh rumblings of a silly name, but I've never actually heard it, you know? Yes. <laughs> Out of his many, many names he goes by, that's definitely one of them. Yes, it's definitely one of them.
0: <laughs> but I save the best for last, Adam, and I know you're one of these people. It's like, oh, if it happened before, blah 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 date, it didn't happen, right?
1: Sounds just like me. Go on. It's a great impersonation.
0: <laughs> so, and again, you're gonna. I'm going to let this one simmer for a second. On this day in wrestling history, in
3: 1986,
0: <sighs> on an episode of Primetime Wrestling was the angle where then Intercontinental Champion Macho Man Randy Savage crushed the larynx of Ricky Steamboat.
1: Yeah, I don't know what you mean by that. Like that, I, I,
0: do, do you aware, are, are you aware that Ricky Steamboat and Macho Man Randy Savage had a very famous match at WrestleMania three?
1: I've heard that it was good. Yes.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so this was the start of that angle. Okay. Um, so again, keeping in mind, it's an angle that they're starting four months out for WrestleMania.
1: Okay. See, like. Um, that, that uh, Steamboat Savage match, like, I remember as, as a young lad having, you know, gone to Blockbuster or whatever it was, montage video when we were kids, and being like, okay, I'm going to start and go and watch all the WrestleManias and eventually I worked through Rumbles and Summer Slams. And I saw that Steamboat Savage match when I watched that Mania, and that was the last time I ever saw that match. So I was probably 12.
0: <laughs> okay. I'll say, So this is the beginning of that angle. Macho Man, uh, like, drapes Ricky Steamboat's throat across the barricade and does, like, the big double axe handle from the top to the outside. Oh, high spot. Right. Oh, high spot, you know, today if somebody does that. But uh, if you could find, like, a recap of the feud online, I recommend it. If you could find the videos of Ricky Steamboat relearning how to talk from the injury, (laughs) I even more highly recommend those.
1: Well, I don't know, because I sound like this, and I don't recognize wrestling before 1990.
0: <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm telling you, once we're done with this, this era of Chikara, I'm only going to assign you shows that happened prior to
1: 1990. Well, that's in violation of homework rules, so that is not allowed.
0: There are no homework
1: rules. Oh, please. We've you're either already watching that
0: or you're watching pieces. I don't give a shit
1: we'll put a pin in that I'll, I'll consult my legal counsel
0: all right so that's enough about history which i i you know what i sw- i adam I, I i i'm not gonna say that i bet with someone but i'm like oh this is like one of the most famous angles of all time there's no way adam doesn't know this
1: <laughs> well hopefully you made some money on that deal I no know.
0: i did not i was the one who thought that you would know it
1: Oh, Sassafras, you should have given me the Iggy. We could have <laughs> worked something
0: out. No, no, there's no there's no collusion on this show. It's uh, just, we sh- <laughs> you know, we just hit record and go from there and hope for the best, you know?
1: Yeah, somehow we managed to churn out this classic week after week.
0: And we do. I know. I, I say is an enjoyable show. When I- uh people were doing their uh, Spotify thing, is that what it is?
1: Yeah, you know, the the youth tells me that, like, Spotify is a thing, and I believe them. But, yeah, I saw Tim, we were Tim Taylor's number one, and uh, a couple other people, we were in their top five, so that was pretty cool. Yeah,
0: I was shocked, I was shocked and pleasantly surprised to see that. So, if that's you, uh, thank you very much. Yeah, absolutely. So, Adam, let's get into what we liked and didn't like, let's say, from the last seven days of professional wrestling, but I don't know, things could filter in, you know?
1: Yeah, I'll tell you what, I did go by everything from last time you guys recorded. So I I am honoring that normal schedule. So I will start things off with a like, and that is the main event from last week's AEW Rampage. So I feel like we might cross over on this, and that was Eddie Kingston versus Red Death, Daniel Garcia, accompanied by 2.0. So obviously we were big fans of the very brief promo. Well, I assume we were, because that was actually we didn't talk about it cuz i wasn't around but there was the promo last week where uh, Garcia threw the coffee in Eddie Kingston's face and that was a great little interaction but this was the payoff from that and like a couple things that are just obvious no brainers Eddie Kingston sells an injury very well you know like he nobody overcomes the odds quite like Eddie Kingston and you have just this serious killer in Daniel Garcia you know coming at Eddie Kingston with the the outside interference of 2.0 constantly coming at him just a really fun match like I I don't know. There's not much to say about it. Obviously Eddie gets the win and uh, Garcia's moved on to Jericho. So sorry to hear that, you know, Daniel, but uh, a really fun match. I have a lot of AEW things that I liked that I could have easily put in here, but uh, that is my first like.
0: Uh, That's one of my likes as well. Um, You know, an Eddie Kingston, high profile matchup where he wins, you know, that's good enough to put into a like for in, into the likes for me. But you know, the fact that, the fact that the match actually was very good felt very different than a lot of the other matches, um, even though, obviously, you know, we talk about it so much here. You know, obviously wrestling is predetermined um, what? that match very much felt like an actual fight between two people that did not like each other.
1: Yeah. And I, I honestly I thought I could have gone either way with the win. You know, I'm glad that they had Eddie Kingston win. He is the more established guy. But it wouldn't have shocked me if Garcia got the win with outside interference, you know? Right.
0: Now, they did set up, of course, stuff with Jericho. And I think we're going to get Kingston and Jericho against 2.0. And then maybe at some point a third. So they take on 2.0 and Garcia. Well, um,
1: it'll be Jake Hagar.
0: I, <laughs> uh, I, I tentatively i am um, prepared to like anything. Um, you know, that, uh, Eddie's involved in, but I'm tentatively ready to put it into the dislikes if, uh, Jericho is involved.
1: Yeah. Well, I have, I have conflicting feelings about some other AEW stuff that I might talk about shortly as well, but okay. so we overlap there. Should yeah. I go now? All right. I will go ahead and I will do another like. Speaking of <laughs> conflicting feelings, then. And this is also from AEW Rampage. It's almost like I only watched two shows this week, Joe, but more on that later. And uh, AEW Rampage, the match of Orange Cassidy and Wheeler Utah versus Adam Cole Bebe and Bobby Fish. Uh, I absolutely loved the best friends tandem offense where like Wheeler Utah would get seven shots in while I was waiting for Orange Cassidy to deliver one. Uh, obviously the heels worked on Utah for a while and delivered. Eventually we got the Orange Cassidy warm tag. And this looks like it is starting a feud with Adam Cole and Orange Cassidy, which I am here for, uh, uh, you know, having OC feud with. You know the elite or the super click or whatever it's going to be uh, is a good place to have the best friends, so I'm here for that. And where I mentioned conflictedness, on one hand, it's awesome that the best friends are in this high-profile feud, but on the other hand, I was thinking, like, I don't want to see Orange Cassidy versus any of the Hardys anymore, but does this mean that Matt Hardy won that feud? So that, whereas this, this could have easily win in a dislike because of that little nugget, but... uh yeah, so that match, the tag match, is my second like. Uh,
0: not not uh, in my uh, likes or dislikes or anything like that.
1: Well, it's because you're not an Orange Cassidy or Wheel of Uta fan, I get it.
0: <laughs> I am. Uh, I will just say this. Uh, discussion, shadow plug. Uh, our friend Kevin Hellions, go check out his Patreon. Uh, Masked Li- I think it's patreon.com, Masked Library. He put up a wrestling discussion thing today where he just kind of talks about some of his feelings in the world of professional wrestling over the last seven days himself. And he like out of nowhere pitches this whole thing of the best friends turning heel. And I'm like, Ooh, that's that almost made my dislikes. I liked it. So, (laughs) so so little, Uh, but I did comment on him. So I'm not, hopefully not blindsiding him on this, not my dislikes, not my likes. Uh, But I, I like that. That's like the beginning of the feud of orange Cassidy Best friends, taking on the super click, the elite boys, whatever the hell they're called. Yeah. Okay. So am I doing a dislike? You know what? Let's do a dislike. Uh, maybe I'll shake something out of you because obviously you're not going to cross over with my other like. And that would be from SmackDown this past week. And it would be the segment involving Charlotte
1: and Tony Storm. Okay. I did not watch it, but go ahead. And Tell so me all sh- about it.
0: So uh, if you remember, I'm sure since it, you did not have a podcast this week um, or last week, you did not watch Survivor Series. Would that be correct?
1: I did not watch a single second of it, and I loved it. <laughs> uh,
0: I think you're okay. I think uh, – I'm not saying to go back and rewatch it or anything. Uh, um, but Becky beat Charlotte. Um Finish was a little Kabuki-ish, like Becky used the ropes for leverage, but she used the ropes for leverage in a similar way that someone, like, grabs the top rope when they're getting their leverage for an abdominal stretch. Yeah. And that was enough to keep Charlotte down for the pin?
1: (laughs) It's that, that, like, horizontal leverage, or, you know? Yeah. All right
0: so charlotte comes out on smackdown i'm still better than becky you know you know it doesn't matter that you won you didn't win clean so on and so forth tony storm comes out and says i knew it i told you this was gonna happen um you were too focused on whatever that's why you lost the match to becky and now it's ready for me charlotte goes to attack uh tony storm tony storm dodges Bip, bip, bip. Tony Storm gets the advantage, tosses Charlotte outside the ring. Now, you also have to keep in mind, Adam, this is – it was the week of Thanksgiving. So there was, like, a food – like, a a Thanksgiving leftovers match that was happening later on in the evening. Oh, of course. Between, like, Rick Boogs and Angel, maybe? <laughs> so <laughs> oh, there's I a gotta, bunch of, like, Thanksgiving – I got to
1: go and, I got to yeah. go check that out, you know?
0: <laughs> so uh, Tony Storm throws Charlotte to the outside – Charlotte doesn't sell, just gets back up and says, come on and get me. (laughs) Tony Storm goes outside to get her. Charlotte proceeds to beat the shit out of her and then hit her in the face with a pie and then leave triumphant. (laughs) All right. (laughs) Hell of a way to build up a new baby face. (laughs) I don't know. Um, You know, I'm not a Charlotte fan, um, but there's 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 not even like I'm taking bites out of the box at this point when it comes to her. (laughs) (laughs) um she's way overrated this this program is already gonna kill tony storm and i think tony storm had a lot of upside you know remember the week when she like looked at dolph ziggler and they might have been an item and then the other week like i needed to do a smackdown (laughs) spreadsheet to track tony storm's progression yeah like on this
1: yeah is is she still a wild child of the 80s
0: they didn't so she is, but they didn't say it on commentary this week, so it, we uh, I'm gonna say that she is with an asterisk only because they haven't said she's something else yet,
1: okay, and more importantly, is she wearing trunks or shorts these days?
0: this week she was wearing uh like little shorts like she wasn't wearing the pants
1: okay, that's why I meant pants or shorts, okay, fair enough shorts. that's yeah, okay. <laughs>
0: Uh, But it was a bad segment with a bad person. Tony Storm deserves better. Um, I don't know. I get there's people out there that like Charlotte, and that sounds like a you problem.
1: (laughs) Yeah, when Charlotte's on TV, I I fast forward even faster. My DVR only goes up to like four times, but, you know, I wish there was a better, faster setting. She should get like the Randy Orton fast forward setting that I have.
2: Mm -hmm. All
1: right. I am. You know what, Joe? we mentioned this a couple weeks ago that I have carte blanche to disregard the number of likes and dislikes. Sure. I was, I was originally going to shoehorn into my dislikes. The fact that edge returned on raw wearing a purple leather jacket and he was stealing my gimmick, but I am not going to do that. So I'm <laughs> going to go with a third like, and that is from AIW's hell on earth. This past week, we had a tag match between bulking season which is Chuck Stone and the ruggedly handsome Arthur MacArthur? Oh, you and, mean Ch- you mean Charlie Quinn and Arthur McJoker? Uh, I don't recognize those names, but right. they wrestled to infinity and beyond, the five-time champs to infinity and beyond. And you know what? Obviously, going into this match, I'm like, okay, uh, bulking season's going to have a good showing, but they don't usually get the big wins yet. And I was shocked. That uh, that real looker and Arthur MacArthur, that pretty boy, and his tag partner, uh, Chuck Stone, got the win. And hopefully this is going to lead to a tag team opportunity down the road, a, a tag team title opportunity down the road. And uh, I'm here for it. Very, very happy to see my twin uh, get the win. Can you see my screen? Ugh. <laughs> I can see it.
0: <laughs> That's uh, Charlie Quinn and uh, Arthur McJoker.
1: Oh, I'm glad I had nothing to do with that Photoshop. But
0: no, a professional did ish.
1: No, all right, yeah, doesn't so, show.
0: <laughs> my other like is also from the AIW event from this past Friday that you can go and watch on uh, Jerry's Internet Wrestling Emporium slash Internet dot TV. and it was the in-ring return to competition of one Dominic Greeny. Yeah. Now, I knew Dom was coming back. Uh, I might have had some inside uh, information on this. I just didn't know when Dom was coming back. And I legitimately was texting Dom maybe minutes before his match, accusing him of being the third man, that they were going to do, like, this whole thing. Because, like, Dom does, like, producing and stuff for the shows. That Dom was going to be there as, like... You know, one of the one of the Rene Goulet or Tony Gurria types in a pull-apart brawl from WWF. Yeah. And, like, Broski is going to, like, maybe rough him up or something a little bit. And then Dom was going to come out as the mystery man to get his hands on Broski. And Dom's like, oh, that's a good idea. And then literally, like, a minute later, he comes out <laughs> for his return. Uh, but I'm glad Dom... Uh, as uh, more importantly than him returning to the ring uh, is the fact that he has a clean bill of health enough to be able to make a return to the ring. Dom is someone who physical co- like you know, uh, combat, uh, whether it be sports or combat, sports entertainment, is something that's a big part of his life and has been a big part of his life for most of his life, and to have something like that taken away from you, I can't imagine what that must have been doing to him. Um, I'm glad that he does, like I said, have that clean enough bill of health to be able to return to you know a, a schedule. And Dom is a smart guy. Dom's not a dummy. I know that you'll also be surprised by this, Adam, but there's a lot of stupid people involved in the world of professional wrestling. Shocker. Dom is not one of them. Um I don't think Dom is going to push himself. I don't think you're going to be seeing Dom take any unprotected let alone any chair shots. I don't think you're going to see Dom take like spike pile drivers off the apron onto the on or, like off the apron onto the floor or any crazy shit like that. And if he does, you know, I'll come on here, I'll eat my John Cena hat. Mm-hmm. Um but Dom being back in Wrestling can only be good, only only be good, so that's what the MI likes.
1: Yeah, and you know, for his first match back in AIW, at least because obviously he had the Minaro Suzuki match, but you know, his first match back in front of the hometown crowd, like he didn't go easy. Like, there wasn't any of those, like you mentioned, like crazy, you know, dangerous spots, but uh, I forget his opponent, but they beat the shit out of each other for a while. You know, it wasn't like a real quick roll up, you know, squash win. Yeah, it was a competitive. Really good match. And I am excited that Dom is back because I'm looking to get that win back, you know? (laughs) Good luck. (laughs) You
0: got a better better chance of going back onto the A show than that happening.
1: (laughs) We'll see. All right. So I'm going to go with my one and only dislike from this week. And Joe, I'm sad to say, but this is from AIW Hell on Earth as well. And this is the main events. We had Broski and Philly Marino versus Joshua Bishop, Wes Barkley, and the surprise mystery uh, tag partner. And uh, as John Thorne said on their podcast this week, the card is going to change. This may be why it's in my dislikes, but he had said that the mystery partner was like, Basically chosen to be fan service specifically for AI, longtime AIW fans, and specifically fans in Northeast Ohio, and that was basically the reveal that somebody named like John Restricted was the mystery opponent. I don't know our mystery partner. I don't know John Prohibited. I, I again, I have no idea who this guy is. But the reason why it's in my dislikes is because he has the, the gall to like shit on Broski for not paying his dues in the indies. And like, you never, you know, had to dodge hepatitis in a ring and, you know, work for $10 and a handshake and a hot dog and boo-hoo. And I was just like, the fact that Broski was like, yeah, of course I didn't. Like, what's wrong with that? It fed perfectly into his heel character. And I get that uh, Prohibition has like legit heat towards Broski and, Whatever, but like that whole angle. I as an outsider coming in and watching AIW, uh, I gave two shits about his return, and I, I certainly didn't care about his promo. And again, I get that this was fan service to longtime AIW fans, but Broski being there is putting a lot of new eyes on the programming, as Thorne says himself. You know, they had the biggest gate the biggest live attendance that they've ever had. And you bring in this guy. That was just kind of meh to me and, you know, didn't no disrespect. I'm sure a lot of people love him, but it was completely underwhelming for me.
0: And I get that. Uh, not in my dislikes, of course. Um, you know, I have a better than good relationship with John. Um, and I get where you're coming from. I totally do. And Broski is putting a lot of eyes on AIW right now. But AIW is still technically a regional indie. They're not looking to tour. They're not looking to go outside of the Ohio area. Um, So they do have to have that sort of fan service. And if you're having a bunch of new people come in because of Broski, it's a perfect opportunity to help get your new or returning people over off of Broski's name. Because let's say... The mystery partner is like another big name, right?
3: Mm.
0: Well, next time you got to have an even bigger name that you do a surprise. And the next time you got to do an even bigger name to have a surprise. And then when does it get to the point where like, well, now I got to sell my house to bring in fucking Hulk Hogan because we've run (laughs) out of big names that we can
3: get.
1: Yeah, but at the same time, if you're saying by that logic, you're like, oh, I'm going to put somebody in that match that can get the rub from Broski. If Prohibition, from what I understand from listening to their podcast – isn't going to be returning to any kind of full time schedule, and who knows if he'll wrestle again anytime soon. It's just a one night pop for that home audience. You know, you're not building to anything. Because at least if you put a young guy in there, you know, or even if you just like you put Dom in there returning, like you mentioned, or you put a younger guy that you're maybe elevating, you can build on that, you know, a homegrown guy that you can then use in a prominent spot against Broski or against, you know, Philly or Marino or whatever. Um, but like this prohibition spot again, he's, I could be completely wrong. I'm just going by what I heard on Thorne's podcast. He's gone now, you know, maybe he'll wrestle again six months from now or a year from now, but like, he's not an active member of the roster. So it leads to nothing.
0: Uh-huh.
1: I I can't say anymore
0: right now. <laughs> all right, fair enough. Again, um, I, I, you're you're making a very good point. Um, I, if I could, if this was a visual podcast of some kind, I would insert that GIF uh, from Beyond the Mat of Vince taking the gulp of water and saying, "We make movies, pal." Um, let it play out. Is all I'm gonna say.
1: Uh, all right, all right, fair enough. Uh,
0: let's get to my last dislike, and. I had a tough time of how I wanted to phrase this dislike, okay? Yeah. So my dislike is not the man, but it's the behavior on television as a professional wrestling character of Cody Rhodes. And by that I mean, did you watch Dynamite
1: this week? I saw the uh, hardcore match on Andrada, yeah.
0: okay. Cody,
1: the television
0: on-screen character, wants nothing more to be loved by everyone. And that's great. When you're a baby face, you want to be loved by everyone, right?
2: Mm-hmm.
0: But there's a lot of people that love Cody, a lot of people that love Cody. I would even go as far to say that there's probably more people that love Cody that don't like Cody. The people that don't like Cody are a very vocal minority. But Cody wants everyone to like him. Because that minority is so vocal, they shout down the cheers. And that gets to a guy. You know? Uh, no matter how thick-skinned you claim you are, it gets to you. And... Cody is doing everything that he can to try to sway it so that those people that are booing him are not booing him anymore. And I'm not even saying not cheering him. I'm just saying not booing him anymore. And I think he's going about it all wrong and he's doing himself. And whatever my opinions are of Cody as an actual person and whatever my opinions are of Cody as an entering performer. Okay.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: I feel as though he's doing a disservice to himself and attempting to cater to a fan base that has already made their decision of not to like him, that he runs the risk of, uh, and again, alienating may be a wrong term, but scaring the fan base that already loves him. He did not need to take a flaming table bump on live TV this past week so that people who boo him cheer him he needed to be a triumphant good guy who stood tall against the people who were doing wrong and let people come with them or not. Um, and I'm just afraid of like, what's the next big thing that he's going to decide to do of some sort of hardcore, some sort of something that's going to try to turn that vocal negative fan base to his side. And I, I'm legitimately worried that he's going to end up hurting himself in a way that, like, maybe his body isn't prepared for. A guy who is that much lean muscle really can't be taking fire and glass and tack bumps. You need to be a little bit more meatier. You need to to have a lot more loose on you than tight to be taking (laughs) those sort of bumps.
1: Yeah, like we'd be perfect for it.
0: Right. (laughs) Uh, There's a a story from Mick Foley's book that he talks about um, how he would remark that Brian Christopher was always getting injured, getting muscle pulls, getting tears, you know, whatever it is. And Midian joked and said, I'll never have that happen to me because I don't have any muscles. (laughs) And that's true. It's not to say that Midian doesn't have any muscles, but probably got a lot more fat than he's got muscles. So. It's going to be a little bit more tiff, and he doesn't overexert himself. He knows his limits. He knows his boundaries. And what I'm saying is that Cody should wrestle less like McFoley from 1995 to 1999, and he should wrestle more like Midian, circa 1995 <laughs> to 1999. <laughs> still wear the still wear the jackets. Still do the whole big entrance. Still do the whole thing. But you know. He was getting cheers during the QT Marshall feud, right? Yeah. Because QT Marshall is a very clearly defined on television, uncool, bad person. The problem is Cody's doing all of these things against the cool, bad people. Your Andrade is your Alistair Blacks, your, you know, whomever it is. And again, revival, touch or go, whatever. Right. Hmm. But then, like, in the course of the match, when Cody has, like, babyface miscommunication, he's having babyface miscommunication with the cooler-than-him babyfaces. So if you're giving the crowd the choice to cheer between Pac and Cody, they're going to cheer Pac because he does cool stuff. If you give people the option to cheer Cody versus Alistair Black, They're going to cheer Aleister Black because he does cool stuff. Not to say that Cody doesn't do cool stuff. It's just like, I think he's trying to do cool stuff that's out of his wheelhouse.
1: Yeah. I was listening to uh, We Need Wrestling. I think it was last week when they were talking about the belt being, the weight belt being thrown into the crowd and then being thrown back. And I had actually fast forwarded past that tag match, so I didn't actually see that happened, but it led me to kind of think about what i would do if i was trying to like kind of soften off the unlikable edges of cody rhodes you know and you mentioned like oh well you don't need to go out there and like do balls to the wall matches and i was just thinking like ways to, to make him less hated and yes you make a good point don't put him in there with people that people love but you know one of the things that jumped out at me is he's got to lose that entrance of coming up in the middle You know, like you have the baby face tunnel, you have the heel tunnel, but then you have the Cody Rhodes entrance, which I think like if you're like somebody like me who is like, fuck this guy, who does he think he is? You know, if he like just started coming out of the baby face tunnel and you got rid of that special entrance, you know, would kind of move him down a notch. Like, I I don't know if I'm coming across straight, but like that's one of the things that like the fact that he has his own special way to come out means that like he's putting himself up on a pedestal and I get he's one of the EVPs, but the rest of them don't use that thing. You know, so that's just an example of something you can do. And obviously having the reality show doesn't help. You know, like you're not giving that up just to further along your angle because you're making money off of that. But you know, all these things where it's like, hey, yeah, I'm out here losing just as much as anybody else. So I'm not getting special treatment, but at the same time, the company presents me in a much better light than everybody else. So you have to like me more, you know, those are some ways that like, I don't know, you can improve them. I don't know if I made sense there, but I think, t- no, I, I
0: definitely of have ideas.
1: Yeah. Okay. And I also think if you're going to, if you're going to keep trotting them out there, obviously turn them heel or have him go like over the top hateable baby face like i I hate to use this comparison who am i kidding i love to uh to have him be like broski and gcw you know just be like i love my fans so much that i'm just going to be an over-the-top asshole you know baby face to the point where you're gonna boo me you know just but steer into it
0: okay cody's not turning heel it's never gonna happen and you mentioned the reality show you couldn't pay me to watch that reality show right
1: what, you mean but, Kevin Hellion's favorite show?
0: Yeah, but the show does good numbers. And yeah. the network loves Cody and Brandy together. That's why the show got renewed for a second season. So they're not going to have Cody be a heel while that TV show is on the air. It's not going to happen.
1: Well, I mean, Ms. and Mrs. is on, and that does good stuff. And Miz, That's different. Ratings.
0: That's completely different. Um, How so? Because Cody Rhodes isn't The Miz. The Miz is MJF. um cody thinks he's triple h so okay so the blanket statement for this is cody is obsessed with triple h okay during the match where they bring out the sledgehammer and they bring out the golden shovel and all those sort of like cutesy insider things you know like we get to hear on broski true mc story or whatever broski kind of and i'm sure and again i i I would be willing to bet that broski has not gone through therapy okay (laughs) and i I know that therapy works but therapy isn't for everyone you know me talking to a microphone on the podcast that i do sometimes is therapy for me to get some shit out um but broski i think getting a chance to talk in a public forum that he has control over that he could talk about how, while he was on the come up 10 years ago, triple H and Stephanie were trying to cut his nuts off. Right. Yeah. And he has this time in between where it's been 10 years and he can kind of stick it up triple triple H's ass a little bit, but he just talks about it. He doesn't make it part of his character. You know, if broski had the same mindset as Cody, brody or broski would be tweeting out when he tweets when he texts back and forth with vince he would say well i have a better relationship with vince than triple h does and that comes off as that would come off as petty when cody does his shots at triple h they come off as real petty i think if cody takes that shit out because when Cody does that sh- that petty shit against Triple H, he's Triple H. He's now the thing that he hates. And I think he needs to deal with that. And he can't deal with it on TV and pay-per-view for the last two years. I think he needs to speak to a professional, get it out of his system, and then not do it on TV anymore. And I think that's going to go a long way for that fan base that hates him who probably also hate triple H to
1: give Cody more the benefit of the doubt. Okay. Yeah, no, I, mean, I get what you're saying, but I, uh, I just don't so, see how like, Oh, go
0: ahead. It's just,
1: okay. So what the thing is, Miz has kind of
0: established himself on WF TV. There's so many people that think of Miz as the WF creation. Um, even though Miz, for the most part, plays a heel on TV. Um I think Miz has been in the business as a professional wrestler uh longer than Cody Rhodes even though Cody Rhodes is, you know, second generation professional wrestler. Um Cody wanted to be an actor. And when he failed at being an actor, he became a wrestler. Um Miz never wanted to be an actor. He was a rea- he used reality TV to become a, a professional wrestler. And I am not a fan of the Miz's in-ring work or in-ring character, or the way that he's presented himself on TV, um, TV. um, I've never seen The Miz's reality show, I've never seen him on The Real World, I've never seen him on Dancing with the Stars, I'll never see him on any of those things, but the stuff that I have seen of The Miz is the videos and stuff that go out there when he goes to, like, uh, elementary schools and high schools and does motivational and inspirational speaking. Mm. And L- that's the stuff that like he- Miz knows how to separate the difference between real world and celebr and, and, and fake world. And he knows how to mix it to keep you guessing where Cody doesn't know that yet.
3: Yeah. Co- no, I... not-
0: Cody needs like 10 years before he gets there.
1: <laughs> Hopefully. Right.
0: Okay.
1: Is that all you got for
0: likes? That's all I likes? got. That's all I got. It was a all lot, sure. but that's
1: all I got. Fair enough. Hey, Joe, did you know that there's a pay-per-view this weekend?
0: No, I don't know if we really call them pay-per-views, <laughs> but yes.
1: Is
2: Sammy Zane's kicking down to the ring. It's King standing doing his thing. Ruby or... Soho. Ruby <laughs> ...on the show. Brian Danielson. <laughs> yeah, no, no, no. Is it the big dog's yard? Let's find out. Is Joe
1: the oh, that popped me. I forgot that that was coming up. Thanks to <laughs> me. <laughs> so I will say this. Da- uh, David
0: did send me a new rough draft of like what he wants the new one to be, you know? All
1: right. Well, we need to go like six months with this one. No. Okay.
0: So so I, I'll say this. I begrudgingly gave him notes on it.
1: Oh, also- you're one of those.
0: No, 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 no. So I begrudgingly gave him notes on it only mm. because... I wanted to use this one at least one more time.
1: <laughs> <laughs> You're just trying to stall him.
0: <laughs> yes, but no. In, in all honestly, it was like, uh it was like a little thing. It's like, okay, the the instrumental goes up a little bit here, and it goes over when you say the person's name. So maybe bring that down a little bit. And there's a bu- there's a uh, in the new one it says, does Joe know the card twice? Okay. Whereas these ones, it all says it once, and I'm like, let's hear how it sounds with just it once at the end. And he's like, well, I'm gone now, so I'm not going to get to it for another week. And I'm like, all right, good, we get to use the, the new one.
1: <laughs> Tell me you can, you can pick up production again. Well, I can say it right now. <laughs> Deliki, you can pick up production again in the new year. You know, right. just take the rest of the year off. Uh, you know, work well, there's on no more
0: that, pay-per-views just... until uh, day one-ish or whatever the hell it's called.
1: Oh, okay. All right, well, go check out Hit My Music. You know, there
0: you go. Plug, plug.
1: Yeah. All right, Joe. Uh, according to Wikipedia, the most trusted source of all wrestling news, NXT war games is this Saturday, I believe. Sunday. Sunday. OK, Sunday. And there are five matches announced, uh, none of which are on the pre-show, obviously. So, Joe, right. can you name them?
0: Uh, yes,
1: maybe. Oh, shame on you. You can't consult the spreadsheet.
0: No, I can't consult the spreadsheet. Uh, but the spreadsheet doesn't have stuff in there about matches. It just has stuff about, like, what's going on, right?
1: Okay, I didn't know like how... What ca- oh, like,
0: characters and new debuts and shit like that, right? Yeah. Okay, uh, so we got uh, Roderick Strong defending the Juicerweight title against Joe Gacy. Yep. Yeah. Uh, we've got uh, Duke Hudson versus Cameron Grimes in a hair versus hair match. Yep. Okay. Uh, so I don't know what the third match is, but I do know what the two war games matches are.
1: Okay. So the third.
0: Look, oh go ahead. No. So let me do the two. Let me do the two war games matches. So it's the women's war games match, which is Toxic Attraction and Dakota Kai taking on uh, Io Shirai, Raquel Gonzalez, uh, Kaylee Ray, and. Core Jade. Be- All
1: right, as I was gonna say, you're leaving out the best one, and I, I'm, I, I'm
0: s- sitting here. I'm, I'm, I'm like, I'm like, what, I go, what, what are her value propositions on the spreadsheet? I'm like, oh, that's right, a hat and a skateboard. Core Jade.
1: <laughs> yeah, for whatever reason, she's the only woman in this match that does not have a Wikipedia page. So right. uh, maybe me and Brett uh, need to get working on developing this. Oh boy. <laughs> like- Don't uh, just do that from
0: an incognito browser, please. <laughs> <laughs> then the men's war games match is uh, Carmelo Hayes, uh, Tony Pepperoni, uh, Braun Breaker, and uh, what the fuck's his name? Uh, Garrison Waller?
1: Grayson Waller.
0: Grayson Waller, right? Yeah, and, and I don't t- know
1: why. Grayson Waller, whenever I read that, I think of Braden Walker. Remember right. him? Right. Um, ah, Braden Walker.
0: Knock, knock. <laughs> I do. Um, taking on John Gargano, Tom the Chomper, um, the the megastar LA Knight, and who's the th- fourth guy on their team? I'm trying to think who else is an old from the uh, NXTs.
1: He competed in King of Trios in Chikara. Oh, that's a lot of people. It could be anyone, really. <laughs>
0: Oh, uh, I can't think who the fourth person on their team is. Oh, you bastard. Pete Dunn. Oh, Pete Dunn. Okay.
1: <laughs> the savior of the British Indies. Uh so
0: what's the fifth <laughs> match that I forgot?
1: Uh it is Imperium versus uh the best friends Kyle O'Reilly and Von Wagner.
0: Oh. Yes. <laughs> And I was thinking about, and again, I don't don't ask me why, but I was thinking about Von Wagner today while I was eating my my dinner. So,
1: oh, of course you are. Who, who, what sane person doesn't think about Von Wagner every once in a while? Right. <laughs> uh,
0: so, I, and I I liked the sort of build to the like old versus new NXT thing, but the fact that there's like an old versus new NXT thing is like we're the guys that've been developmental for five years and we're proud of it. I'm like, okay. Um, I just yeah, hope like, LA like, if if there is, like, there's not, but, like, I hope uh, LA Knight gets to do something cool, because he's my favorite guy in this <laughs> match.
1: Wikipedia lists this match as Team Black and Gold versus Team 2.0. Hmm. Two-point glow. Yes, there's a misprint. I'll have to see if I can update the page.
0: And I want to, and somebody else pointed this out, that this weekend, a War Games match... Is
1: Braun Breaker's twelfth match ever? <laughs> uh, I have a feeling that like maybe that's the same boat as like Cora Jade. You know, I think she might have been on the
0: Indies for a little bit beforehand. I can't re- recall quite a bit, but she's had a bunch of like squishy squashy matches on TV. I okay. know Braun Breaker has as well, but I have a feel like I have a weird feeling that Cora Jade might have had more. All right. I don't want to and pull up for a cage match, you know?
1: I'll do some research later. Um, oh, I'm sure. <laughs> honestly, this um, this is the first takeover of the two-point glow era. And aside from kind of wanting to see the train wreck that will be the women's War games match, this oh, is like wow. a completely skippable show from top to bottom for me.
0: Um, I'm kind of interested in what they're going to do with the cruiserweight thing. Because um, there's rumor and innuendo, which we don't deal with on this show, um, that Joe Gacy's going to win and they're going to make it like a not cruiserweight title. Like, they're going to make it like the stupid thing that he was trying to do, where it's like, oh, it's the all inclusive belt or whatever it is, right?
1: Yeah, I mean, but you have the, the tinted glasses of like liking Joe Gacy and going into that, you know? Uh, Joe Gacy's a good guy. Yeah, I mean, as, as somebody who just knows him from what I've seen on NXT, and again, I got nothing against him, but there's nothing that draws me into the match.
0: Uh, so, uh, Cora Jade had a different name before she went to NXT. Uh, her name was Elania Black. Oh, and, she's I, had ton, and she's had tons of matches all over the place. Okay, my bad. I stand mistaken. No, it's quite all right. You would have not been mistaken in guessing that she may have just been some person that came up from out of nowhere.
1: Yeah. Well, she got the the random NXT name generator, so that that threw yeah. me off. The center.
0: But she's I... done matches for like Impact. She's done matches for Shimmer, um, Evolve when back when Evolve was still a thing. Freelance GCW first Black Label Pro, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Uh,
1: so so she's... what is just. You... What'd you say your old name was? ELania Black.
0: E-L-A-Y-N-A.
1: Write that down for future research. Uh-huh. <laughs> of course. Alright. Well, little little quick uh, War Games preview there. I mean, is there anything that you think stands out as like a prediction? Obviously, there's no like title matches on here other than the cruiserweight oh well, the tag title, but yeah. You know, is Cameron Grimes gonna lose his hair? No. No. Yeah, I'm worried that they're going to just give him a haircut because they already took away his beard and they're taking away his like gimmick and they're they just going to make... his
0: body hair. Did you see they yeah. trimmed his body hair down already?
1: Yep. They're just going to make him a guy. His next thing is on the spreadsheet is Cameron Grimes, a guy. You know no it, was, it I thought it was funny when Duke Hudson was cutting the promo. he
0: goes after he goes after this Sunday, you're gonna be as hairless as a newborn baby, and I'm like, is he gonna like wax his butthole <laughs> in the middle of the ring like how far <laughs> it <he> going Just, <laughs> has Duke Hudson ever seen a professional wrestling uh you know whatever whatever uh hair versus hair match?
1: they should do like a stipulation where the loser has to get waxed like in forty year old version right.
0: I say you go super duper old school where you do the thing where Duke Hudson wins, right?
3: Mm-hmm.
0: But uh, Cameron Grimes, like, beats the shit out of him afterwards. Or, like, Cameron or uh, Duke Hudson wins by cheating, right? He yeah. does some sort of thing where, like, he gets a fluke. Or something like that, and then Duke Hudson screws up, and he, like, bumps his head, or he slips and falls, and he knocks himself out. So even though he lost the match, Cameron Grimes then goes and shaves Duke Hudson's head. Okay. You know, like, you are deliver delivering—you're still giving the fans the stipulation of seeing someone getting their head shaved, but you're not completely burying Duke Hudson, and you're not getting the, like—the baby face never loses the hair match.
1: Yeah, I guess so. But again, I'm just worried that they're just completely repackaging Cameron Grimes for the sake of doing it, you know?
0: Well, at least they're doing it gradually, instead of just, like, one week you're a Chinese ghost, and then the next week you're a girl (laughs) sleeping on the couch in a backstage segment, you know?
1: (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) It's like next week Cameron Grimes, paleontologist, you know? (laughs) Right, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. All right, Joe.
3: Do we have any voicemails this week?
0: We do have some voicemails. Uh, here's the first one.
3: Hi, mom. It's Tommy. Um, sorry I didn't pick up earlier. I dropped and I dropped the phone and I lost it um, when you called. Just let me know when Christmas is this year so I can get out of having to hang out with Alex's racist dad. Um, what else? Oh, um, yeah. Let me know how dad's doing and. Hopefully, um, yeah. Hopefully, he's doing all right. Um, oh shit! Oh shit! Wrong number. Sorry.
0: A very Dwight-esque call there from Tom.
1: <laughs> and I'll <laughs> just throw this on. I'll just As throw this say, on here. Oh, go ahead. I'm sorry. I just want to say at least he's not pooping or wiping this week.
0: Well, there's another call from the same number here next, so oh, hold that oh thought. Damn it. <laughs> I just want to throw this out here and say, uh, when Ed was on the A-show uh, two weeks ago, and Matt and Chris are plugging the show, they're like, oh, the voicemail segment. And Matt in all earnestly goes, who's that old guy who always calls into your show? And Ed goes, Joe? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Legitimate belly laugh because I am old. <laughs> All right, so here's this next call from Tom. Oh, let's see what this says.
3: Hey Joe, hey Adam, sorry. Um, you, I mean you can leave that in. You're not going to listen to this call before. This is Tom Green. Um, yeah, I clicked the wrong number and I, I thought I was calling my mom. I'm sorry. Um, uh, I can't even do my bit where I'm pooping this week. <laughs> <laughs> Shit. Um. <laughs> think it was even asked, um, 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 shit. Hey, Adam, when you wear that jacket, do you call your right hand Chelsea?
1: But, um, all right, I'm out. <laughs> so? Oh, poor Chelsea. Uh, <laughs> first of all, uh, I, I'm not going to address such a slanderous comment because some things, you know, I might be a lefty with, all right? But anyways.
0: <laughs> anyway. Yeah, call that the western grip right
3: <laughs> <laughs>
0: alright next call
3: oh hey boys it's your good pal uh, old Ronnie Deuce is here again um, oh. just calling to say hey uh, I know Adam's back this week so it's good to have him back my question is actually for Adam um, <clears throat> real quick before I get to that hello to Joe and everyone happy holidays uh, hope everyone's doing well but Adam um I'm just curious, after that, like, 60-point beatdown the Steelers just took, what do you like to do to kind of, like, release from something like that, just get your mind off it? Because, you know, I mean, coming from a Browns fan and someone who's experienced, oh, in 16 seasons and getting beat by 50 points on the reg, you know, I am personally just, you know, I turn to the tree, you know. I go and just smoke a huge bong, hang out, relax, just just forget about it. I'm just curious what you did Sunday after that, just... Halatial beatdown by Jose Burrito. Bengals, but uh, that's all I got for you boys. Have a great show. Glad to see Joe. Uh, excuse me. Glad to see Adam's back again. Uh, so you guys have a good show. We'll talk to you next week.
0: Was that a cat meowing at the end of that call?
1: I think so. Yeah. Um, but thank you for the call and uh, very good question. Uh, the Steelers did get annihilated. They got just fucking stomped by, I don't know, 30-plus points. So here's the thing. I was working that Sunday, and I, for whatever reason, my fucking C-word of a boss is making me work pretty much every Sunday during December, so I will not be seeing a lot of Steelers games live, so I recorded the game. And I, I think I was working until like 6, and I asked one of my coworkers, who had been respecting the the media blackout that I've been having, I said, all right, Let me ask you one simple question. Did the Steelers lose by more than 14 points? Because my question was either going to be, like, if he had said no, then I knew it was either, you know, it's a tight game. Steelers won, Steelers lost, whatever. I'll go home and I'll watch it on the DVR. But if he says yes, then I just won't even bother watching the game. So, Never in a million years did I expect a snap response of yes. So when I said, did the Steelers lose by more than 14 points, I didn't have the word points out of my mouth, and he responded yes. So I was like, oh, okay, well, I have no need to go home and watch the game. So that was the first game in, like, several years that I did not see a second of. I didn't even see a highlight, like, on the NFL Network or anything. Um, But to answer your question, what do I do after a loss, if it's a blowout like that, Normally, I just go about my business. It doesn't bother me because I was like, there's nothing we could have done. Uh, a couple weeks prior, or actually last week, Steelers lost a nail-biter b- to the Chargers. That one hurt. That one, I had to go and rip some heaters and like kind of pace back and forth, motherfucker, and under my breath for a little while because that one, uh, there, there was a chance at victory, so that one hurt. But uh, good call, man. Uh, I My goal this season is is to have the Steelers finish uh, one game above 500. So 9 and 8. That will be a success for me. Um, and uh yeah. That's about it.
0: I do like Pat's rebranding there from Ronald Two Legs to Ronnie Deuces. I like that.
1: <laughs> yeah, you know, it's like for the new millennium. That's like this like new, uh, and again, I did enjoy uh what was it? Ronald
0: 2.0. Yes, uh, 2 yeah. weeks
1: ago on Pod Van Dam. Yes, yeah. the the robot
0: that Jonas built.
1: But it is good to have the original back on the air,
0: you know? That's right. Nothing beats the OG. Yeah, yeah. All right. Next call.
2: Hey, guys. Kevin here at Mass Library, at wherever the hell I am today. Uh, so I am sending this message late Wednesday, just in case anything interesting happened on Dynamite that uh, I felt was more important than the question I have. And I'm just tired and I have like a lot I want to do. So I'm not quite sure if I should, uh, go to bed or stay up late. But either way, the phone call had to happen because, uh, my mission here to know you guys every week. <laughs> so my question this week, looking at the upcoming NXT war games, and I don't know if that's going to count as a does Joe know the card or not. Either way though, with the state of NXT two-point glow, I can't think of a worse idea than putting inexperienced wrestlers into such a match. And we saw some of that this week on regular NXT with the ladder matches. At least Dakota Kai and Kaylee Ray have been wrestling for a while, so for a women's match, they did fine. But throwing Braun Breaker into a ladder match, while he had a couple of spots, he should not have been in the ladder match when he's still learning how to do a regular match. Half of the people in these matches are still learning how to have regular matches. Why are they in this? So I'm just curious if either of you can think of examples of times an inexperienced wrestler or wrestlers were put into matches they had no business being in. Uh, I'll take my answers on the air. And I'm going to, you know, what? I decided I'm going to wake up early and I'm going to do a uh, loop loop
1: find some toys. <laughs> um i'll defer to you on this because you have more of an encyclopedic knowledge of this stuff but uh kudos to kevin hellions for testing out to see how long the voicemails can record for on google voice <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> um i would say maybe the biggest example literally uh was ellie Mm-hmm. In WCW, and this happened in nineteen ninety, Adam, so it counts. It's right on the on the border, yeah. Right. Because he was so tall, he was like a legit seven foot seven, you would remember him more as Brian, probably giant Gonzalez, right? Mm-hmm. So they l- enter him in as like one of Sting's friends. He was part <laughs> of like the dudes with attitudes, which was like Sting, Paul Orndorf, the junkyard dog, and Ellie Gante. Mm-hmm quite the crew there <laughs> and then sting gets hurt or whatever it is and then they like they they kind of hide him a little bit in like six man tag matches and eight man tag matches and stuff like that and then they decide to do his first house show loop against rick flair <laughs> now granted it's rick flair in 1990 arguably let's say like peak of his powers or at least like a step down from the peak of his powers and it wasn't TV matches, but you know, th- that guy was totally not ready to be in that spot. There was ways. And, you know, you hear your Jim Rosses and everybody else talk about like what they could have done and what they should have done and whatever else uh, they, they did with El What they shouldn't have done was put him on an extended house show loop against the world champion
1: mm.
0: less than a month into his wrestling career.
1: Yeah. You know what just jumps out at me right now? And we didn't actually see the match. So it was for the best because it didn't happen. But it pops into my mind. Nathan Jones. Remember when he was supposed to team with The Undertaker at Wrestle fucking Mania? Yes. Yeah. So and then the last minute they're like, oh, no, this guy fucking blows. And they just had The Undertaker win a handicap match. Yeah. That jumps out at me as something like that.
0: But Nathan Jones had been wrestling for years at that point, but obviously wrestling for years and right. It's still bad, but wrestling for years versus wrestling for WWF for years is two very different things. You know, like we could point at like, it took Mark Henry, you know, like in ring, like he got character stuff, maybe let's say like four or five years into his wrestling run. But he didn't get the in-ring stuff for, like, almost 10 years. Like, he was passable, and he could be hidden, but he wasn't good enough to be able to, like, carry a match by himself or put together a match in a way that makes any sort of sense or to be put in a high-profile situation for almost 10 years in the WWF system. Um, You know, and on the indie level, there's dozens of situations like that where somebody comes out and does like a cool like somebody was on a low 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 end indie they do a cool move or cool sets of moves they get discovered and they start getting some more high profile things And they're just not ready and they fizzle out and then you never hear from them again it happens all the time
1: yeah and one other thing just to we can move on but anybody who won the diva search back in the day like, they That's, would just be on Raw, like, a week later.
0: <laughs> yep, it's like you win the Diva Search, you do your Playboy shoot, you have a match at WrestleMania, and then you quit the business.
1: Yeah. <laughs> and then you work the, like, convention circuit.
0: Right. So, yeah, Kelly Kelly's a good one.
1: Yeah. In, John I in percent-
0: found her, like in, a, like, in a swimsuit catalog, gave <laughs> her, like, the basics, a basic amount of trainings, and just put her on TV.
1: Yeah. Well, that worked out, but for like, well. We're trying to think of ones that didn't work out. Oh, that's right. That's right. Yeah. She eventually right. became a 24-7 champion. Yeah. It's, there's still time. <laughs> last
0: call. Sadly, no pink button this week. But oh. last call.
3: Hello, gentlemen. Joe. Adam. This is Matt of the A-Show. Oh, what I'm the I'm calling fun? to because I am quite disappointed after listening to last week's voice out segment that Adam is still holding a grudge over his removal from the Tournament of Champions. Uh, he did make a lot of false claims about being the champion of the VA show, which, actually, that's Joe, not Adam. And um, he kind of put us in a situation where we had to do what we had to do. By the way, this Monday morning at 9 a.m., you can hear Joe, uh, Adam's replacement, Tim Taylor in the semifinals against Ed Cody from Pod Dam, So check it out. At the A-Show on CKCC. Get your votes in when you hear Tim and, and um, Ed build their cards. Have a good night. Well,
0: oh. hey, I, 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 Fuck. Matt makes a lot of good points. You know, you did say a bunch of shit last week in the voicemail, you know?
1: Fucking, that's a slanderous call, and I want it deleted from the final cut of this podcast. Ah. Uh. Yeah. Right, first of all
0: it is i'll send it over to todd to take it out with his ringtone maker yeah. absolutely Yeah.
1: i i meant what i said it's an illegitimate tournament it doesn't have the true number one seed you can pad the tournament with as many soon-to-be-named network stars as you need to to get some kind of spotlight on it when in fact you did not have the real star in that tournament so nobody's going to recognize it like I, I i don't even know what to say at this point i mean you, you can have anybody you want in there. You're not going to have the kind of exposure that would have came from having fucking Bansky in it. So whatever. Crown your champion. Fucking fuck you. Stupid <laughs> tournament. Didn't want to be in it anyways.
0: You definitely sound like a guy who didn't want to be in it. For sure. <laughs> That's definitely what you sound like.
1: Yeah. Um, tell, tell Sleepy Decker to fucking wake up and stop fucking burping into the cam- the microphone. Jesus Christ. <laughs> Just so, you
0: know, I don't screen these calls beforehand. I don't give Adam a heads up on what the calls are going to be. No. <laughs> Just so, you know. Um, so, uh, hey, everyone, of course. Uh, thanks for listening. Thanks for supporting, sharing. We talked at the top of the show. It was really cool seeing us and a lot of people's top fives uh, on Spotify. I didn't know you could listen to podcasts on anything other than ripping <laughs> the hard audio from an RSS feed and then putting it onto your Old timey Walkman uh, MP3 player, but hey, more power to everyone else, you know. Um, <laughs> so uh, you can ch- you can support the show in a bunch of different ways. Of course, uh, go sign up for Jerry's Internet Wrestling Emporium, aka Independent Wrestling TV. Use the code at odds. Uh, no free days, unfortunately. But if you're a new subscriber and you stick with it, which I'm sure you will, uh, it'll let Jerry know that you came to him from us. Uh there's a bunch of shows this weekend, but I would say the biggest show this weekend is Sunday's Beyond Show, uh, the FET forever, which I'm sure people will be chanting during the course of the show. Um You know, you've got a ton of big matches on this one. Uh Max the Impaler versus Willow Nightingale, uh Masha Slamovich versus Kimberly. Uh, Alex Reynolds and John Silver taking on Smart Mark Sterling and the very controversial BSK, mm-hmm. and uh, in the main event for the uh, Jerry uh, Internet TV title, Alex Shelley defends against Ruby Soho. Oh, that's a that's a hell of a main event, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah. And uh, you know, it's streaming free on Independent Wrestling, or it's streaming free. It's streaming with part of your subscription. You know, no bonus thing. Pay up. It's practically whatever. free.
1: You know, it's I mean, practically that's, free. That's right. Yeah, it's fucking a bargain.
0: Right. Uh, RT Public Store that you could find at a uh, tinyurl.com/slash longboxhero since they're the mothership of the soon to be named network. Uh from now until the nineteenth of January or the nineteenth of December, everything's thirty percent off. So. You want to get a bunch of stuff with uh, add-ons with wrestling designs on it, shirts and notebooks and cell phone covers, 30% off until the 19th of December.
1: Oh, nice.
0: Uh, Another way that you can help us out is uh, making any and all of your purchases. uh, Holiday season is upon us uh, through our Amazon affiliate link, and that is in the uh, show notes to every single one of these episodes. Uh does not cost you anything extra. They, Amazon, call it an advertising fee. Uh, I call it the thing that makes Adam happy at the end of the month when he gets his cut of the fucking money. Yeah. And sometimes when I have to roll that cut over to the next month. <laughs> uh, some of the notable purchases through the Amazon click-through this past week include... Uh, somebody purchased a pair of Skechers Women's Lasso petrol western influenced stitch side zip up boots
1: oh well I I wasn't supposed to purchase that through the at odds one I was supposed to do that through the long box one (laughs) Uh, uh,
0: uh. now now
1: Uh, it wasn't me I'm kidding
0: uh, somebody also purchased a water dental flosser Uh, again you know if you're not a flosser these things called water picks you can get just to shoot the shit out of your teeth you know Seriously.
1: No, I no, I know. I'm just picturing the visual of there just being so much stuff in there that just brushing won't get to it.
0: <laughs> You'd be surprised. Some people, are, I have a deep gum pocket I'd rather not talk about. Oh, uh, and somebody purchased a blue BLU G9 Pro phone, and they also purchased the Tudia Dual Shield uh, Pro case. And the bueki screen protectors. I so somebody got pronounced- like a new
1: phone and all their accessories. Yes, I think that's pronounced bukaki screen protector. But oh, so.
0: I, oh it's going to protect against that. I hope.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um. You know what? I we sell some blue phones at the importer exporter business, so I'm familiar with this brand, and uh, it's not a bad phone. They got. A, mm-hmm. I'm looking. I'm actually looking at as you were reading that up here, and. Uh, it's, it's actually a pretty blue color, so a good choice.
0: And last but not least, on my end, of course, um, they came out last week. I forgot to plug it on the actual show, but I'm mentioning it here. The uh, Let's Hang Out event uh, from October 22nd is available through Mark Video. Uh, whether you want to get a physical DVD of it or if you want to get an MP4 streaming of it, I think they're both the same price, uh, no matter how you get it through Mark Video. Like I said, that just came out last week. Uh, I know when I purchase them for myself, I always wait uh, until they're available through the Square of Opposition store. Uh, which is the directly through the uh, LVAC folks, you know?
1: Yeah.
0: Uh, But that's just my own personal preference. And because that show went live, uh, a clip from the LVAC made its debut on Botchamania, but more (laughs) importantly, Adam made his debut on Botchamania.
1: Yeah, or at the very least, the back of my head. (laughs) Right. But you know what? Honestly, I didn't realize live in the moment that Lucky had, like, fallen on me. You know, like, I I guess from watching the Botchamania clip, he, you know, he was on the apron, and somebody hit the ropes, and maybe he just wasn't quite gripping or balancing right, and he kind of lost his footing and, and fell back down to the floor, where he proceeded to sweat all over me because he... <laughs> was soaked but like in the moment i thought somebody had hit him and he was just selling out to the ground so it was fun to watch that back and see him fall on me uh i I, you know what if i was prepared and i didn't have a beer bottle in my hand i would have like caught him and then just threw him back into the ring but i didn't want to break the bottle
0: right there you go yeah (laughs) so yeah it's right in the front of uh botchamania the newest one that went up uh, They show the clip, and I think they even gift it. You can see it out and about. And uh, the guy that, uh, that Lucky lands on is Adam.
1: Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to send Lucky my dry
0: cleaning bill. I think my voice, like, I personally haven't appeared. I don't think I've appeared on Botchamania. But dumb shit, like, mistakes that I've made on commentary absolutely have shown up on Botchamania. But, you know.
1: Yeah, that's how you know you made it. I
0: guess. I know there was something that Donst and I and Jakob filmed a long time ago. Um, and I think either we just weren't happy with it or Donst never sent it in. That was supposed to be like a an opening to Botchamania that just never happened. Um, but I don't know, like Matthew just seems to put like anybody in those openings, so <laughs> I don't All know. Right. If if you're if if like I think like Ed from Pod Van Dam. Uh, could lie and like say that he's a professional wrestler like former uh, WEW hardcore champion and send the video in and they'll use it in Botchamania.
1: <laughs> well that would be him telling the truth because that is true yeah Wikipedia at one point acknowledged it but <laughs> anyways Joe speaking of things that Wikipedia acknowledges here's some podcasts that people should listen to. Ah <laughs> uh, so those podcasts are long box heroes. Final wrestling place. We need wrestling. Porch talk. Hit my music. Wrestling cheers between the sheets. Viewer's choice. Pot Van Dam. IWTV guide. Hellions talks and fuck the A show.
0: (laughs) (laughs) My God. Uh, so that's uh, all we have for plugs, of course, um, and that normally would close out the normal part of the show. But we do have one last thing to talk about, and that would be this. Money, 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 money.
1: Some might cost a little. Some might cost a lot. But I'm the hundred dollars. And your figures will be bought. <laughs> money, 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 money. All right now, Joe. I've been sitting on this all episode because I really I really wanted to talk about this up front, but obviously Kevin Ford did a an admirable job filling in for me last week, but there's a glaring oversight, something that he did that I just will not stand for, and he made you skip the Vansky jingle, and that, that's unacceptable. If there is ever another person filling in for me on this show, and there is a weekly purchases segment, you are contractually obligated to include that jingle, and you are lucky – sir a, a more petty man than myself would require you to play it again play the jingle again today just to make up for it not being on last week's episode but you're lucky i'll let you get off this time and i'll listen to the jingle later on my own time but uh i'm glad that it is back uh don't you ever cut it out of another show again well i didn't cut it out i just didn't play it well the same difference you excluded it from uh from being played uh, you and Kevin Ford are definitely in the minority as far as not appreciating that song uh, that is probably something on many people's Spotify top five or whatever but uh, uh, I'm glad to see you back all right well I uh, think
0: it, it's I don't think it's fair to play without you you know it's your theme
1: I got you I got you but still I I was looking that's forward to it that's my loophole you know. <laughs> All right. Uh, you know what, Joe? I did not have a very big week. Um, I will actually just s- send it over to you to do one first.
0: Oh, okay. Uh, so I bought my Christmas tree this week.
1: Okay. Are you uh, st- a- a- artificial or real?
0: No, we're still real tree folks here, at least for one more year. Um, obviously, the price of trees keeps going up and up um we do our best to like you know there's certain trees that are certain prices but they're all within the same range of each other we usually try to get something that's about six foot give or take you know so it's not touching our ceiling in our house so it's not taller than me you know uh, but it was uh 70 for a christmas tree this year
1: is well i have never bought a real christmas tree so like what's that in comparison to like previous years
0: i can remember like three four years ago a similar tree would have been like 45 bucks
1: okay well, you know, I, I know for my bags and boards that like wood is in a shortage. Yes. <laughs> all right.
0: But these trees have been there all year. I don't. Anyway,
1: <laughs> this is why you need to like January go and like buy a Christmas tree from one of those lots afterwards and get a real good deal on it and just put it in storage all year. I don't think that would work, but I'll try it. <laughs> I'll try it this year. <laughs> you never know. All right. Fair enough. Um, so for me, uh over the Thanksgiving like week and like the week building up to it from importing and exporting, I didn't really do any doll safaring. so like I had to somehow like deal with the shakes that I was getting. So I was shopping on eBay and I picked up two small purchases and they are both micro brawlers. I bought the micro brawlers of Heath, you know like Heath and uh, El Generico. And I got them like really, really, really cheap. So like let like the Heath micro brawler is brand new and you could still buy it on Shop Impact. And okay. I got it I got it on eBay for less than I would have gotten it if I bought it on Shop Impact. So like, you know, it pays sometimes to to wait around. Uh but yeah, I got I added those two micro brawlers for basically, I don't know, like thirty bucks total shipped.
0: That's not bad. I assumed that the uh whatchamacallit? The um the generico one might be a little bit more costly, you know
1: No, you know what The generico one is from the era of the bagged micro brawlers, which uh. kind of don't seem to be like taken off unless they're like the super rare like the Roddy Piper or the early Terry Funk or whatever. but uh, that one was like ten dollars shipped. I just no, kind that's of shocking because I have a feeling that maybe that person uh, will have like micro brawlers in the future. And, like, whenever somebody gets, like, their new Micro people will chase down the old ones. So I wanted to get it and add it to the collection before that happens.
0: Absolutely.
1: All right, what about you? What else you got? All right, well,
0: uh, still getting Christmas stuff from a kid. Um, the I've mentioned before there's some game that he plays on Roblox mm-hmm. called Piggy. It's, like, a, kind of like a horror survival game. Um, and they had, like, giant plushes for it, and they were, like, it's one of those things where, like, I'm on the list because I'd bought shit from them before, and when they came out and you go to their website, like, they default to buying all three of the characters,
1: Mm
0: -hmm. and, uh, you have to, like, putz around the site a little bit to see where they're sold individually, and I'm like, her, 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 I'm not really sure, I'm not really sure, and then, of course, um, Black Friday sales or it's like oh you buy it and you get like free shipping and you get like two piggy ornaments and i'm like all right i'll get it and i literally ordered it on a friday and it was here monday which is crazy okay um so that's just one more thing i think it was like everything shipped was like 30 bucks it's like a big like two foot plush of this character from the video game he likes
1: Okay, cool. See, I haven't been putting my Christmas shopping into weekly purchases, but like, I, I don't only buy stuff for myself. I'm not that completely big of a monster, but uh, I'm not going to bore people with, like, oh, I bought my mom a panini maker that she wanted, you know?
0: Well, but, I don't buy shit for myself, so you know what yeah. I mean? I, I bought my, I, I went to Popeyes and got lunch the other day, you know?
1: <laughs> yeah. I, I bought some rice cakes earlier yeah. today because I'm feeling fat and I need to lose some weight. Um, so, my only thing I bought for my triumphant return to doll safari yesterday was I found in the wild a Star Wars Black Series Darth Revan figure. Um, Joe, I don't know if you're familiar at all with Darth Revan. Uh, I only know Darth Nihilus. Okay. Uh, Darth Revan was the protagonist uh, slash antagonist from the original Knights of the Old Republic video game on the uh, first Xbox. Ah, uh, okay. Uh, that is like... I I know it probably doesn't hold up, but I'm sure anybody who played it, it has like a nostalgia soft spot for them. And that is a figure that I pre-ordered from the Importer Exporter website like six months ago. And... I've just figured like a bird in the hand. I found it in the wild. So I I picked it up at Walmart and then canceled my pre-order. So, uh, I was happy to find that minty mints, even though kayfabe collectibles claims you cannot find a mint figure. Uh, you can, if you try hard enough.
0: (laughs) Um, yeah, you can, if you try hard enough, I agree. Um, hell was I going to say, um, yeah, I ran into you on the doll safari.
1: Yeah, yeah, that was actually uh, towards the tail end of like I, I usually the uh, that's the second to last stop is the 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 Walmart in your area. I hit that one and then the pits and Walmart. Then I go home. And in this case, I hit I get, went to the comic shop. Then I went home. But uh, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, I was already almost done by the time you started your your doll safari, and I saved you the trouble of having to go down the aisle.
0: Right, and it was just one of those things where like my kid just recently got new glasses he had to get them adjusted things have been hectic and busy and everything i had time on wednesday so i took them and if i'm leaving the house and i'm gonna be at a big box store i'm checking the toy aisle you know yeah um but i think so i'm like oh so when we came in um i had my kid i'm like oh well let's go look where the pokemon cards are you know and at walmart You, as a a person, cannot get to the Pokemon cards. They're behind one aisle, and if you want them, you have to stand in that line and wait for the guy who's running that register to get them for you.
1: Oh, really? They're like... Yes. For, like, security purposes, I guess? Oh, yeah. All right.
0: So they had uh, Elite Trainer boxes of the uh, Celebration set, the 25 anniversary set, and there was two of them there. And we looked... And my kid's like, I want to get one. He brought money with him because, you know, it's Christmas time. I'm not buying you shit. You want something that bad, you buy it with your own goddamn money, you know? <laughs> yeah. Um. I go, let's I, hang on. I go, it's there. Don't worry about it. Let's go check out the toys, right? And then we ran into you, and you're like, oh, don't even bother. So I'm like, all right. But my kid was, like, super antsy. Like, as soon as we turned our back on it, he just assumed someone was going to come and steal it. Not wrong feeling to have, with Uh-oh. how scarce these things are these days, um, but I, like, I was out. I had to check the toy aisle. You know, were they
1: still there when he went back? Yes, yes. Oh, okay, because you had me worried there that like the that somehow me fucking bullshitting with you about. <laughs> uh... About the Scarlet Basic that was on the peg somehow d- kept Asa from getting his Pokemon.
0: No, if, w- if we went back and they were gone, I would have been eating a lot of shit and I would have had to take them like over to GameStop or something and be like, alright, let's, let's plunk down a whole bunch of money to make up for this fuck up as a dad, you know?
1: <laughs> I-, I know nothing about Pokemon cards, but I know that, you know, a bird in the hand, you need to go in and grab that shit as soon as you see it, right? Yeah. Alright, fair enough. Do you have anything else? I, I, I do. One- I have
0: one last right. purchase. Go for it. Um, I I I don't know no discord, right? Yeah. Uh but I'm in the Pod Van Dam Discord. Mhm. And I signed up for the Pod Van Dam Discord Secret Santa. Okay. And I sent my gift to my person. I bought my thing for the person.
1: Oh, I it I I don't know the rules of Secret Santa. Um I can't even ask who your person was, can I? So,
0: so this is the weird thing and uh, you know, obviously, I don't want to break the K and sanctity of
1: <laughs> sure the um,
0: the the Secret Santa. You know, yeah, yeah. Um, we could talk off air about it, okay. but I'll say this: um, I would not be surprised if whomever it was that I purchased this item for, because uh, they're doing a the whole thing. It's like, all right, when everybody gets their stuff you know, we're going to wait for a certain day and like, hopefully everyone has their shit by then. And we're going to do like videos and put them up so everyone can see everybody opening up their shit.
1: Right. Yeah.
0: I'd be willing to bet that this person, uh, just is very happy with the gift that they got. And we don't hear or see from them, uh, that they got it.
1: (laughs) Okay. Fair enough. I'll ask Uh, you all (laughs) there. Yeah. I'll just say that without spoiling too much. All right. So Joe, uh, if we had uh, recorded yesterday, I would have been done with my weekly purchases with just those two micro brawlers and the Star Wars figure. But uh, I made one other purchase a couple hours ago, uh, oh. and you're gonna you're gonna shake your head when you hear me say this, and so will Kevin Ford because he doesn't approve of this either. But uh, I'm sure you saw on social media today that the uh, the new. Broski and Hawkins Super 7 figures have arrived in the States and will be shipping any day now? Well, maybe. Uh, you know. Hawkins and Broski got theirs. Well, right? they, they exist <laughs> and uh, we're getting closer. So here's the thing I, along with you, uh, placed my pre order a year ago. You know, I ordered both of them uh, Cardone and Myers. I believe you just ordered Brian Myers. Is that correct?
0: As of this episode going live. Mm. uh it was 15 months ago
1: oh yeah because they were supposed to come out it, this past august which would have been the one year mark and so uh-huh. obviously they're six months late so uh for whatever reason i saw the pictures of the unboxing and everything like that and i went and bought another set i bought a second pair because um, my mindset is that those uh, Super 7 New Japan Series 1 figures all sold out eventually, and that's just a bunch of nobodies that nobody cares about. Oh, uh, my goodness. So, uh, if, if those sold out, even as much as they were, like, panned by the collecting community, um, you know, because they were just, like, not liked and kind of released with very little fanfare and i mean i'm not even joking with that they they took a while uh if those figures are now seeing a lot of demand on the secondary market i figured why not grab a second set of the uh the pod boys plus like it kind of gives me the opportunity i'm not saying i'm gonna open any of them because i'm not but like i don't know what the situation is with the outer shell of the packaging like how i'm going to display them do i want to display like completely sealed or you know with the figure window showing so i want to have options so i went and bought a second set today so i'll say uh so would you get them off ringside or yeah off a ringside because ringside has never not had them you know like the entire time when you i believe you pre-ordered yours through super seven and i did mine through ringside to get the 10 percent off or the free shipping whatever it was that worked out better so yeah i have two sets coming from ringside now
0: So I'll say um, this in regards to those. So I think Broski has them. Mm. I don't know if Hawkins has them because I know Hawkins said that if he was going to if he got them, he was going to do like a live unboxing or opening or whatever it is. And I didn't get the notification that he went live on Twitch with it. So I'm going to guess maybe just Broski got his.
1: Yeah. I mean, I just, the way I see it, and yeah, maybe they're not like sitting at ringside getting ready to be shipped, but we're no longer waiting for, oh, we got to figure out this paint application, or we're still approving the the frickin' tan on Broski or anything like that, you know? So, uh, ringside has them listed as early December, so we'll say what you will about that. I just think we're we're on the cusp of them coming out.
0: I'm I'm eagerly I'm eagerly waiting to get that shipping notification so I could delete that fifteen month old <laughs> email to replace yeah. it with a new email that it shipped, you know,
1: <laughs> and then moves to the top of the list, you know. Yeah, exactly. But yeah, so now I have a, a second set. I placed that order around I don't know, like six o'clock today, five six o'clock today. I was just like, ah, I gotta do it. I gotta do it because I had you been 20- itchy. With- I get you. Yeah, I I had been saying for months that I kind of wanted to buy a second set, and I finally pulled the trigger.
0: I'm actually strangely glad that a lot of the uh, other AEW sets, like the Kingston and Brody set, didn't go up as a Uh pre-order. You know, I'm sure they're going up any day now, but I'm very close, if not almost done with all of my Christmas shopping, so that I won't feel as bad when I pre-order those for myself. Yeah, And I could say, it's like, oh, well, I don't have any more Christmas shopping to do today. I have to worry about I can actually buy something nice for me that will come in in six to eight months.
1: <laughs> yeah. And, and speaking of it, I think the Tay Conti figure is due soon at ringside. I, uh, they were saying mid-December. So that's, uh, I'll put that underneath the tree. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and that's...
0: Never mind. mind. I'll incriminate myself if I say anything else.
1: (laughs) But that's all I got, Joe.
0: All right. Well, uh, thanks to everyone for bearing with us, hanging in there, uh, getting through the whole show, all the weekly purchases and stuff like that. Uh, For Adam, this is Joe closing out episode 167 of At Oz with Wrestling. Again, thanks for listening. Be safe and enjoy some wrestling.